Hi and good afternoon. <clears throat> Sorry, hi and good afternoon, and welcome to THFZ till I die. You're home with Tottenham Hotspur, past, present, and a very depressing future at the moment, really, because of the news we've just been given. So, before I introduce Philip, should we just get this breaking news out of the way? Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, should we just get okay? Oh, yeah, sorry, I thought you were doing the news first. No, yeah, go on. Yeah. No, let's get the breaking news out of the way. Right, Philip, I'm gonna put it up and I'm gonna let you have the have the um honor of reading this. <laughs> Do I have to? Yeah. <laughs> There have been some weird developments at Spurs this afternoon. There are continuing the talks with Julian Nagelsmann, but Brendan Rodgers has somehow put himself back in the fray for the Spurs job. But sources are telling me that I fully expect him to be a manager of a Premier League side next year. Yeah. And I just add, as long as that Premier League side is not Tottenham Hotspur, I don't give a toss. But no well, way do I want Brendan Rodgers at our club. That that has just been given to me. My, my source told me that. About what a couple of minutes before we went live, yeah, yeah, Nagelsman, yeah, no problem, Brendan mm. Rogers, plenty of problems, you know. Well, <laughs> Brendan Rogers, good job, David Clark's not in the chat yet. We might be later on. No, I, I really I don't think I think whoever's looking after Brendan Rogers' PR is putting these things out to try yeah. and buy himself a job. He will probably be managing the likes of Crystal Palace or. Uh, you know, a team in the lower half of the league next mm. season. He will not be managing Tottenham Hotspur. I'd be absolutely amazed if Daniel, Daniel Levy thinks he's got problems now. Will you see what he'd have if he appointed mm. Brendan Rodgers? No. I'm sorry. I know our sources are generally fairly reliable, but for this one, I hope he's 100 miles off track. Yeah, well, so do I, but I can see it happening, Philip. I can no, really see I can't, Herman. No, I can't. I really can't. No, I can't. Well, I'd be amazed. You... I'd, be, I'd be totally, totally amazed well, look, with all the other clients that are in, in for the job that Brendan Rodgers would get the job. He's failed well, look, at Leicester. He's failed at Leicester. And he won a trophy he, at Leicester. He won a trophy at Leicester. Yeah, so he did, lucky enough. But like the, the Leicester are a team won the championship seven years ago and could be relegated this season. And that's a lot yeah. of down to what he did with them earlier. Winning, in the season, winning an know? FA Cup is no is no mean feat. Yeah, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about this season, Dermot. It's, it's record this season has been dreadful. Oh, good. That's, yeah. that's all I I'm going to. That's all I'm going to base him on. I, you know? I agree. I'm sorry for being so angry about it, but I just do not want Brendan Rodgers at our club. Oh, well, look, it's 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 the same source that I get all my news off. So, um, yeah, well, I, we'll I am waiting gonna... to see. We'll wait and see. It's not fake news, Ellie. <laughs> We don't do Donald Trump stuff on here. This is not fake news. This is actually no. Well, I'm hoping that this is that this is right off the mark, though. Yeah. I really do. I think I'll be. I'm not alone in saying that. In fact, if anybody's in the chat has a similar feelings to me, please let me know because I I I, I I'm not. I have no real opinion on a lot of the other guys that are in for the Nagelsmann, uh, Imposter Coglu, even Vincent Company, although he's gone. Um, Julio, what do you call him? Um, Xavi Alonso. No, I, I've absolutely no problem with any of those, but mm. I do have a problem with this guy. Well, Philip, I, I look. <laughs> look, my opinion is Column is right. <laughs> I like Column's. Um, Rogers is like an STD. Just when you think it's gone, it comes back. Yeah, look, yeah. I, but there's ways I, of treating STDs these days. You don't have to take it. Mm. No, I, I. Well, look, my opinion says Philip. I trust my source. He's never let me down yet. Um, if he's told me this, then I believe him 
Now we all don't want Brendan Rodgers at Spurs. Let's let's be honest. You don't. I don't. Nobody. Nobody. Ellie doesn't. Clement doesn't. In the chat, Mick Harmlick doesn't. Nobody wants him at the club. Yeah. Right. Well, but, we'll move on then because at the moment yeah, it's only conjecture. I, can I just add a button to that? But look at what happened when we were going for the likes of managers when we sat Mourinho and all different names were coming out of the hat and we ended up getting Nuno. Yeah. Could, could, just one question this and then we will move on to the to the podcast proper. Do you think we could have another Nuno? Brendan Rodgers is appointed top manager. We could have, but we won't have. I mean, not even Daniel Levy is that stupid. Really, he's not. He's not that stupid. If he well, if he if he appoints Brendan Rodgers, then everything everybody has said about him is absolutely proven right. Yeah. And all the good work that he has done at the club, and he has done some good work now, in all mm. fairness, apart from all the mistakes he's made, if he appoints Brendan Rodgers, that will be the biggest mistake he ever made, and he will never, ever live it down. Yeah. Well, listen, we will bring that breaking news to you again. The breaking news that my sources are telling me this afternoon that there has been some weird developments at Spurs this afternoon. They are continuing their talks with Julian Nagelsmann, but Brendan Rodgers has somehow put himself back in the fray for the Spurs job. But sources are telling me that they fully expect him to be a manager of our Premier League side next season. As you say, Philip, it could be Crystal Palace, well, it could be Everton, it's side, yeah. you know what I mean? It could be anybody. Wondering if this thing about somehow put him back in the job. As he told Daniel Levy, he worked for nothing. Probably. Or, or he'll pay Daniel Levy to take him on. So I don't know. Anyway, I love it when you get riled up, Philip. It's good yeah, fun to well, watch. I don't, I don't often do it, but I, I have no. really, really strong feelings over this now. I really yeah. do. You know. I, I know you do. I know you do. But listen, welcome everyone to the podcast, episode nine. And we decided to do it live this time, didn't we, Philip? Just yeah. a little bit of mixing up a little bit. Why not? And we thought we'd do a podcast, engage with you lot, and see what you think anyway. What the podcast is called is the Champions League format, the new Super League. Look, after this, this will be put onto our Spotify and our Amazon Music um, podcast um, downloads. So if you're out in the gym or you're going for a walk or you're doing the shopping, let, like I do with Dave's ones, or other football podcasts, put us on and let us take let us take the stress out of shopping or doing the gym when you listen to the Godfather or to Ellie or to myself or Mia as we take the stress out of whatever you do and listen to you'll, our... You'll be, you'll be going home with the wrong shopping when you hear the Brendan Rogers name mentioned. <laughs> right. Um, I've just got a bit more breaking news on the Brendan Rogers thing, Philip, if you like it. <laughs> oh, go on. Tell me his good news yeah. this time. Yeah, it is. Yeah, he, he's going to be appointed Tottenham manager. Yeah, like, like hell he is. No, know. no, no, I'm joking. Mm. I'm joking. I'm joking. Good, right, just good. It's just to ease your minds, everyone. He wants the West Ham job if Moyes is let go. So Moyes won't be let go. West Ham have survived and in the semi-final of a conference oh, league, he he's wants. okay. He, he wants to. Let, he wants the West Ham job. Oh, good. Well, that's I, about I, I, his level. That's about his level. Yeah. So and leave my it at source that. is telling me he thinks he will more likely go to West Ham than Spurs. <laughs> that's great. So nice of him. Didn't. No, so nice of him to make the choice and make the choice it for is. us. You know. Well, it proves our yeah. source again is spot on, Philip. It proves yeah. again he's the person. Yeah. Our source, Mister Source, is our spot on again. So fair play Mr. to him. HP. Yeah. Mr. Him. HP. Him. Her. Or. Him, yes. her, or the man, or the woman next door. Anyway, 
big up Clement, big up everyone in the chat as well. Big up Clement, we've got big up FTM column, big up Mick Harmon, he says, and then big up Ellie as well. <coughs> big up Ellie laughing to what Column said. Rogers is like an STD just when you think he comes back. Yeah, mm. right, Mr. Brady, Champions League, Super yeah. League. Yeah, that's what it is. In by now, another name, by another name, do you want to go all the way back? To a couple of summers, a couple of seasons ago, we might as well start there and, and come full circle. Now, Man United were playing Liverpool at the time, I think, if I remember rightly, on the Sunday afternoon, and it broke around four or five o'clock about a Super League that six Premier League, six um, Liverpool, Arsenal, Tottenham, Chelsea. Manchester United, Manchester City, I signed up to this European Super League, which mm-hmm. meant them leaving the Premier League. Now, the Super League, if I remember rightly, Philip, you can quote me from right and wrong on this, that there was no relegation, no promotion. It was one league, and it was to be played in the middle of the week with the other teams playing in their domestic leagues. Now, the fans come out of force, didn't they? So yeah. do you want to take it on and start just educating people, reminding people of what happened in the next 24, 48 hours after that? I mean, there was, a total out, there was a total outcry from the other clubs that weren't involved, obviously, mm-hmm. because they saw a lot of their livelihood going down the drain. Yeah. And um, the, 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 the FA, I think, didn't the FA threatened to expel the teams that were involved, yeah. were going to be involved in it. So that quickly led to a rapid change of heart. I mean, the, the, the club chairman that have been done this all in great secrecy uh, were suddenly under horrendous pressure to uh, explain themselves. And also, as, as then eventually they just all one by one, I think, I think was it Chelsea pulled out of it first? I'm not going to remember who pulled out of it no, first. Um, if I remember rightly, it, there, was massive, there was a massive protest at Chelsea on the Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Then there was our protest at Tottenham, which... It wasn't so massive. <laughs> no. No, three um, people and a dog. And a dog. Um, uh, no, look, can I just be fair? That day, right, was people jumping in the streets with shoes in the air and yeah. Tottenham bags in their hands. Right. That was our protest. Arsenal then protested, and then Manchester United, of course, then protested. Liverpool then protested. They played Leeds on the Monday, I think, if I remember rightly. Right, okay. So Chelsea went first, then Arsenal. Then I think Tottenham then went then on the Monday, if I'm right. And then and then the rest of them then followed, I think. It was like right, a domino right. effect. Well, I think it's 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 I suppose really it's immaterial what way the order came in, but they all pulled that they all pulled back very quickly anyway mm-hmm. and so it saved the day. But I think from that day on, this has been what's happened now, what's been revealed now, what they started plotting that almost immediately mm-hmm. because this sort of plot does not um, take takes time to organise. Yeah. And it's obviously taken them what best part of a couple of years, whatever it was, since mm. the last thing. And what, what they've come out with now is basically a rehash mm. of the same. In fact, it's even it's probably even worse in so much. Like, can I just give a quick rundown, Ben, of what, what this what what this actually you, entails do, now? Do you want me to bring up the bit I've I'm now gonna I know bring up... you've got one bring that up, but I think there's one yeah. bit on that that's not accurate. I'll point that out now in a minute. Okay, yeah, go. Right, okay. Yeah, you see the bottom bit there. Every team mm. every team is guaranteed ten games. They are guaranteed ten games, but the, the just to clarify that, 
the way it's working, there are 36 teams. There are four pots of nine each, right? Each team will play two teams from each pot, okay? And the top eight will qualify for the last 16. Now, the way they're going to do it, they're going to seed. to be top seeds, second seeds, third seeds, fourth seeds, mm. two in each. So that's how they're going to work out the seedings. And that will be done on previous history in Europe and various, depending on what league you're in or whatever. So the top eight will qualify for the last 16. Those teams finishing in ninth to 24th position will play off to qualify for the night last 16. So home and away, two matches. Teams that finish 25th to 36th, good night, Dick. They're gone. There is no drop down to the European League or the Europa League. So basically, that's the way it's going to work out. And it's going to be a similar similar um, thing in the European Europa League and the Conference League. They're both going to be expanded to 36 teams as well. So it's similar to that. Except in the Conference League, there'll only be six matches in the group stages for some reason. I don't know why. And uh, eight matches in the Europa League. So it's quite a radical change. But all it's doing is it's putting extra matches on the players and extra so, revenue for the clubs, which is the whole idea. So is, this done, is the Champions League done on a league basis then? It's yeah. going to be it, like a league. Initially, it's done with four, four, four pots of nine teams. Now, obviously, you you can't play every team in the pot, but there'll be it'll be drawn. You'll play two from each seeding group, and then uh, mm. the top the top eight teams, two the top two from each group will go straight into the last sixteen, and then the as I said to you, the ninth twenty fourth playoff to get the last eight places. So it'll work out. Once it goes back to last sixteen, <laughs> it's the same as it is now, but it's the group right. stage is going to be radically different. So, all right, <laughs> okay, I'm still confused, but we will yeah. get there. Oh, by, by the way, the it doesn't end. start. Whatever happens this season has no effect on it. It's what happens next season because it so, starts from the start of 24 25. Yeah, so does that mean next season, Philip, that we get an extra place in the Premier League for the Champions League? Mm, it place? very much looks that way because the, the top four leagues in, the, in Europe will get an extra place each. And obviously, the Premier League is one of those. So it'll probably be the Premier League, the Bundesliga, the Liga, Serie A, and Spain. Right. So you've got Premier League, Serie A, La Liga, the French League, and Bundesliga. No, well, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's, 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 it's up in the air. It depends, really. It could be the Bundesliga, you know. Mm. But I think the Premiership is more or less guaranteed yeah. an extra spot. Now we we have got the UEFA president here trying to sort of talk about it and trying to. To sort of make any sense out of this, Philip. Um, now he says the the dream to pre- do you want to read this out if you can see it? Right, okay. It, UA for President Alexander, whatever his name is, mm-hmm. said the dream to participate will remain for all clubs, <laughs> unless you're Accrington Stanley or Scunthorpe United. Um, instead, two of the four extra places will be awarded on the performance of a country's clubs in Europe over the previous season. So that means whatever happens next season is going to be the determination of who gets the extra spot. Right, As can I ask you a question on that? Sorry, can I stop yep. you? That we are going to break this down, uh, this, and we will, we will try to break this down and and make sense of it all. So does that mean, Philip? Right, he says I'll be awarded. Is that what they've done last season, or was that done in the history in Europe? No, it's basically be now, the way I read it is this, right? Mm. Whatever happens this season, right? Is immaterial to the new new scenario. It's whenever next season comes along, season twenty three, twenty four. Mm. Okay, the the four two of the four extra places will be awarded on the performance of a country's clubs in Europe over the over the previous season. So that means 
it's starting in 24 25 mm -hmm. so it means it'll be 23 24 will determine now yeah. unless they change that to this season there may be a reason to change it to this season to allow time to get the coefficients right yeah. and whatever but whatever it is two of the new places will be awarded on performance mm -hmm. over either this year or next year which that does not make it quite clear but that's, right. the, that's the way it's going to be and then the premier league and dutch eravidsi er, that's the dutch league which is quite surprising they will receive an extra place at the moment if the rules are introduced are the, are the same as they are now. Mm. Okay? And then and this, this really gets complicated. UEFA said another place will go to the third-placed league team in the country standing fifth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Okay. okay. Uh, yeah. Do you follow me? I'm, I'm getting lost. I, I'm lost. I'm lost. Yeah. And then at present, the team joins that. At present, that team will join in the third qualifying round. So it won't go straight into the group stages. It'll go into the qualifying. We'll mm. still have the qualifying rounds. Uh, there could be 75, 80 teams starting off in the Champions League. Yeah. It'll end up at 36 in the group stages. Mm. Now, where are we in the next bit? The European governing body said a fourth place would go to one country's domestic champions by increasing from four to five the number of teams who qualify via the Champions yeah. path. That's that's where we're going to come in. That is UEFA's name for the qualification process for domestic champions who do not automatically go into the group stage. But all Britain's all our England's teams go straight to the group stage. Yeah. So I don't understand where they're coming it, from there. It's the last bit, Philip, that I get. I don't get. Right. Okay. Let's look at this. UEFA though rejected the proposal to allow clubs into the competition solely on the basis of past performance. Something critics argued would have favoured bigger names and provided them with a safety net if they mm. perform poorly in the season. Yeah, that does need a bit of clarification. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, not going to even, I'm not even qualify on that one because that, that is a bit right. tricky. All right, I read this bit out. Give you. A, we've got a few people <laughs> in the chat, so I'll get them up first. What we'll do, we'll yeah. come back to that. And we've got column saying this is the new Champions League format. It would last maybe two to three years before it reverts back because they realise they have messed up. Um, no one, no one will be interested in it, and he's absolutely spot on. Yeah, yes, it is. Like, I mean, this, this is as we keep saying, this is Super League in, in through the back door mm -hmm. by a different name. Yeah. Um, Rob Belcher, good after, good evening, Dermot, and, Philip, and all in the chat. Big, big up to you, Rob. And Colin saying, is this is is this like a performance in the league or Europa Unconference? Well, that, that, I think that's it the, is. I think it is partially. Mm. I think they're going to change the rules slightly on us. Mm. But what they what they should do is yeah. put well, put in plain English. Yeah, put it in plain English. We'll go back to it again now. The second part here, it has also been modified into an internal plan to increase the number of games in the group phase from six to ten. Instead, raising the number of matches to eight, which you yeah, know it is eight matches in the group stage. Mm. Before teams, um, it, it has to be you know mm. before four. Yeah, it has to be four. Yeah. Right, UEFA have has clearly shown today that they are fully committed to re-representing re the fundamental values of sport and defend and to defending the key principles of open competitions with the qualification basis on sport and merit fully in line with the values and solidarity based European sports model, said said the UEFA Definitely. president. Yeah. yeah. What a load we, of crap. Yeah, I know. We are convinced that the format chosen strikes the right balance and that it will improve the competition balance, generating sole revenues that can be distributed to clubs, leagues and into grassroots football across our continent, while increasing the appeal and popularity of our club competitions. 
<laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. There's mm. there's a bit. Philip, do you want to stop there? Do you want to break that down? Right. Can, okay. And that actually leads to my first question on that, Philip. Um, it's all a bit about the money. Yeah. Um, have yeah. have have the have you wafer bow down to the big clubs? Yes. Uh, bow down. Oh, I, I was going to be rude there, but no, I won't be. Uh, they've absolutely. Whatever you want, lads. We we weren't able to swing it for you the first time around, but here we are. We modified it. We tweaked it a bit. Uh, we're basically doing the same thing in a different format. And all UEFA is interested in is money, money, money. They don't give a toss to the players. Have enough. They play, look at look at this season, Dermot. With the World Cup in the middle of it, which is another cock up that should never have been done. The players are absolutely knackered at this stage. Mm-hmm. And what are we doing now? They talk about player welfare and player this, that, and the other. Now they're humping more matches onto them. You know, the, 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 the players are the least of their concerns, really. It's the, yeah. it's the bank balances and the amount of money they can screw out of the public. That's all they're worried about. Yeah, I, I was, that's a question I got for later as well, Philip. Look, look in my view, it is your way for bound down to the big club. This is a Super League in disguise. This yeah. is what they wanted. It's the likes of Real Madrid, Barcelona, all the Italian clubs that are struggling for money. It's yeah. to give them bigger, bigger money pots because they know the Premier League teams can blow everyone out of the water for the amount of money the Premier League recruits and the TV revenues the Premier League clubs get yeah. every year. So yeah. is this your way for trying to pull, trying to to pull to to pull back the Premier League as a concept, as a as a as a global um, global force? Yeah, as as well, a TV. Well, let's face yeah, it, well, more people watch the Premier League worldwide than yeah. any other league in the world. And that the UEFA probably don't like them. They don't like to see uh, yeah. one country getting too powerful. But I, I can nearly guarantee you yeah. that two of the two of the clubs that are behind this yeah. are Barcelona and Real Madrid. Yeah. The two companies who can't afford the pot to piss in at the minute. Yeah. They see this as a way of, of getting rid of their debts. Barcelona yeah. have sold their TV rights for the next 10 years. Yeah, for for a huge discount, they are on their uppers. They couldn't even sign players last season mm. because they had to get rid of other ones. So they are the ones behind this. They've got their way basically by default by by persuading UEFA to go for this mm. basically Champions League or um, Super League by default. Mm. And um, they they want to they regard themselves as the top club in Europe. Yeah, uh, as do Real Madrid, and mm. they're trying they're trying to push home their their their, mm. their superiority, if you like. And mm. I feel sorry for the clubs that won't qualify for Europe because they're the ones yeah, who are going to I suffer do. in this. I do. Um, just want to big up. Um, Colin says, is it just based on performances throughout the league or someone like Notts County go next season undefeated all season? Does that mean they qualify based on their performances? No, it has to be obviously the top five of the Premiership or top six mm. of the Premiership. It's only the Premiership that's taken into consideration, mm. you know. Yeah. It's a wonder they haven't come up with the competition for the lower leagues. Remember years ago, they used to have a yeah. European competition for the teams in the second and third division. Mm. It's a wonder they haven't come up with something yeah. like that. Now, this for me, Philip, this is when it gets... <laughs> this is when you start talking money. Yeah. Um, I, I've, I, look, for, for me, this is... Um, this is <laughs> mind-boggling. But well, anyway, I'll read... I think the quickest way of reading that, Dermot, is to look at all the figures. They're mm. looking at an increase in revenue of 1.2 billion mm. per season. Yeah. Now, you can read the rest of it, there, but that, that's the bottom line yeah. on it. Well, the, the clubs involved in European's top soccer competition will cash in even more than next year. 
when they when the new Champions League format is set to help deliver a 33% increase in TV money to 4.8 billion, that's 5.3 billion dollars, a season for UEFA across all comp- European competitions, although the Champions League money will be split between 36 clubs instead of 32 from 24-25 mm-hmm. campaign. It would mean a bigger payday for most, with some earning an extra £30 million, that's $38 million, plus a season. There are concerns that this will further widen the financial gap with those clubs not in Europe elite competition. But it says at the bottom, Philip, I'll, I'll, I'll skip through the rest. Um, now it says here, um, those clubs not in the European elite competition, but UEFA insisted that the money is distributed to the Europa League, Europa Conference League, and the solidarity payments to those clubs not in European competition would continue to raise more sharply. UEFA Deputy General Secretary Marsh- Marchetti. You're frozen there, Dermot. I think Dermot's frozen there. And I'll carry on. Marchetti has said that there'll be an increase in TV income from European competition, 3.6 billion to 4.8 billion, 4.6 billion and 4.8. So 1 1 million, 1 billion to 1.2 billion of an increase in the income uh, for the TV rights, um, which is quite staggering, really. Um, given that the, uh, the, the this is all going to be going to the clubs now that have um, qualified for the Champions League and also for the Europa League and the Conference. So while the extra money is welcome for the for the for the clubs, I think the whole structure of this really is is really going to be another be an overkill of football. It'll be too much football. And Dermot disappeared on me. Anyway, I just read out a few of these uh, chats while I'm waiting for to come back there. Now, this, this this is more or less what I'm saying. Elliot is saying the risk get richer protecting their own. That's very true. And um, Colin again, new Champions League format will last maybe two to three years before it reverts back because they realise they messed up and no one's interested. Fair enough, yeah. Could well be. Too much football. And Rob Belshi, good evening, Dermot and Philip. All known in the chat. Hope you're all well. We're grand, Rob. Yeah, we're grand. Sorry about that, uh, Philip. Sorry yeah, about that. Yeah, it's okay. I'm sorry. Apologies if I've read some of these out before. But anyway, I'm just read this here. Um, is it like yeah. is this like performance in the league or you're always done that one all right um, yeah sorry my um, computer decided to completely freeze there so i do apologize um okay, no, when we've done the, that we've kind of gone through all that that is yeah, 1.2 billion extra per season yeah the point i want to make at the end is philip and there is there is a question i've i've got here it, you know are are you wafer now do you know with all this extra money going into the game, with all this extra money going to the bigger clubs, is this another thing for your way for another kick at the English game? Another kick at them to, to knock them down? Because English clubs have been quite successful in Europe over the past few seasons, over the past yeah, couple, uh, decade uh, or so. Yeah. And is it a kick to an English team that that kicking them down again sort of thing? No, I don't think so. It would be a kick if they suddenly decided of the four extra places, none went to the Premiership. That would be a kick. But I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I don't think they're they're, that, they're, they're going to be as subtle as that. Um, no, I think if, if they denied England a fifth place, then possibly, yeah, you could say that that's definitely getting yeah. it to England. But they won't. They won't. Because um, um, 
Like, I mean, Eng England deserved the fifth place, really, you know, and it would be, there would be an outcry if it didn't get us. Mm -hmm. But uh, I just think UEFA would appear to be getting a bit like their big brother, FIFA. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, I'd, I'd be very, I'd be watching UEFA like a hawk. We saw mm -hmm. what happened in FIFA with Blatter and Platini, you know. Yeah. Uh, we don't want the same thing happening in UEFA, no. but I've no doubt the, mon the amount of money that's flying around in it, there's bound mm. to be some corruption. There's bound to be some yeah. somebody on the take. Yeah. And uh, let's watch that very carefully. But Colin makes a good point there. I think that this thing may run out of steam in three or four years because... Yeah, I, I think it does. You know? he, he, he's saying here, so I don't understand how this new structure will benefit anyone other than those already that there that don't need this. But see, and, Real Madrid and Barcelona do need it. Mm, That's the problem. They're so much mm, in debt. They need big money. Barcelona, yeah. because of their well-documented problems, mm. Real Madrid have just built a new, basically rebuilt the Bernabeu Stadium. Mm. They're looking for a way to pay for that. Mm. So they are the main movers behind that, I have no doubt. And PSG as well. Yeah. I, at least says football has been administrated by buffoons. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Um, Column says also this is what this is what City wanted a hundred percent. This will have to change how FFP works within football as well, with a number of back, uh, numbers being shown on the last statement. Yeah. Yeah. Now, well, Philip, yeah. can I just ask a question on that? Do you think this will, especially with all the problems that Chelsea could be facing, that Man City have faced, that Chelsea could be facing the way they've spent money? Is this a way for the bigger clubs to get out of trouble? Well, I mean, it, financial fair play was written to try and eliminate exactly what they've been allowing for the last mm. couple of years. I mean, look at Manchester City, mm. properly banned out of Europe for total mismanagement of their finances, mm. total corruption in their finances. What happens? They appeal it and they get to a higher body and it's kicked yeah. out and they're allowed back into Europe. Mm. Money talks, bullshit walks. Chelsea will be in the same position. They will be probably no doubt fined under the financial fair play over this ridiculous amount of money that Bowley has spent. Mm -hmm. And they will no doubt appeal it and they'll get off as well. Mm -hmm. So until UEFA actually implement financial fair play and mm -hmm. punish a club for misrepresentating, misrepresenting their finances, mm -hmm. then financial fair play is a joke. Mm -hmm. And simple as that. They've got to be seen to put the money where their mouth is and, and follow through and actually ban mm -hmm. a club from Europe. Then other clubs will sit up and take notice and might behave themselves. But they did that with Man City, and Man City appealed it with all the best lawyers and got away with it. Well, that's the thing. It'll, it'll happen with Chelsea. You, mm. when you say it'll happen with Chelsea, and that, that's the one good thing that I can look at Tottenham Hotspur and say we'll never be caught like that. No. Maybe we'd like to be caught like that, <laughs> but you know what I mean. We'll never be caught like that because we, financially we are a very well-run club. Yeah, if we ever got caught like that, I think Daniel would leave you wake up with sweats in the bed. You know, be waking up in the bed. Yeah, yeah. Mm. but look, like, let's get back to it, Philip. Let's get back to nuts and bolts of this. Now, this started because of the Super League. We, we, you and me are both convinced this is yeah. the Super League reincarnated. Let Let's look at the teams that are behind this. Do you think Real Madrid, Barcelona, Juventus, AC PSG, Milan, yeah. D, D, PSG? Do you think? Well, let's take them to three clubs: Real Madrid, Barcelona, and PSG. Do you well, think take the non—you're take the non-Premier League teams that were involved mm. in the initial twelve. Yeah. Right now, one, one question: I can just add a little bit to your question, Dermot. Mm. Do you think any of the Premiership clubs are involved in it as well? I do. I think Man City are involved in it. 
Um, I think Chelsea are involved in it. Mm. I think we'd be too stupid to be involved in it. Mind you, Chelsea are so far off getting involved in Europe at the minute. It's a bit of a joke. <laughs> it's probably their only way in for next season. <laughs> to be fair. As, as she says to them during the week, congratulations on avoiding relegation. You know. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, but no. Look, I I th- I think Tottenham would be stupid to be involved in it. Yeah, I hope they're not. not. I hope they're not. Would them not down below, down the road be involved in it? Could be. Hopefully, Man United. Man caught. United. Man United, yeah. would they be involved in it? Column, let could me be. know if you think so or not. Could be. could be. But I still think this stinks. Whatever this format comes out your way for, I think this stinks of Real Madrid, Barcelona, PSG. Yeah. I think it stinks the high heaven of it all. Yeah. And I do think Man City are involved somewhere, one, somewhere along the line. Yeah. I mean, I think it, Juventus but, might be, Juventus might, we might be mm, giving them a pass because they've had so many problems recently. They may yeah. have kept their nose clean on this one. Um, Colin also says here, Philip, it says so 4.5 billion. I think it said, Yeah, it's right. I could be wrong. Where have they got these figures from exactly? That's like me saying, I'm going to create the world's leprechaun football association. Mm. Well, I suppose they're taking TV money into consideration as well. You know, I, I would love this. to, I would love to see the world leprechaun football association. Should we get yeah, the ladies to run it? No one over five foot allowed to play, you know. Yeah. yeah. Should, should we get John Delaney to run it? What do you reckon, Philip? Yeah, well, that's the, yeah. For those of you not aware of John Delaney, is you're lucky. Um, <laughs> We're not. We're still suffering. <laughs> We're still paying for him. The guy that yeah. had a double oh seven theme party for his fiftieth birthday and charged the FAI for it. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Mm. Oh dear, Jack Charlton be turning in his grave. Um, um. But no. I can understand his point, Philip. I can, I can really. Where do you think they've got these figures from? Yeah, the, the accountants. I've been working it out based on previous projection or projections on previous year and a percentage increase on the number of match, extra number of matches is going to be played. There's an actuary sitting down there somewhere, uh, and a ridiculous amount of money per hour working out these figures for them. Now, whether they're accurate or not, time will tell. We'll probably never know, you know, because I mean they're never going to disclose that uh, accurately anyway. So uh, it's it's probably a reasonable enough estimate, though, given the amount of games that's been played, and we know what, what the Sky money has done to the game in England. Yeah. So you know, it's... you know, um, big up to disabled team. Look, I know you've got a big, I know you've got a big game on Saturday against Newcastle. Look, hope you do well. We really do. Um, look, I I hope you escape relegation. I really do. I I like Leeds. Yeah. To, to um, I hope Leeds stay up. I read the yeah. Premiership needs um, Leeds. Yeah, they, they, they needs a bit of a Leeds Man United derby. That's what it needs. A bit yeah, of that's the, it. That's it. Yeah, I'm sure Colin would, would support me in that. Joe says, now this is a very big point. Joe says, is this not a UEFA sanction change? The Super League was done outside of UEFA. Example, the clubs doing it themselves. Philip, he makes a very good point. Mm. This is not a UEFA. How has the UEFA come to... Did it just come from pressure from the clubs to make these... It has. Games? I mean, it's, it's peer pressure. It's lobbying. It's it's getting, you know, it's explaining to UEFA how much money they can make by this new format and whatever, you know. And, uh, like, well, the, this is a UEFA... This is um, UEFA sanctioned by... Certainly is. But it's what's gone on in the background to get them to this stage. I'd be very interested to know which clubs were lobbying mm-hmm. and uh, trying to, to get make the change done this way rather than when they failed the first time around. Yeah. And uh, the club, the clubs, the clubs would have would have gone to UEFA. So we missed a, we missed a great chance there. This is the way we see it going forward, yeah. and they work together with them. No, no doubt about that. Mm. 
And then Colum says, I don't think the Glazers would dare try this again, especially with the sale. Yeah, well, that, that's true. That's, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. And he also makes a point um, to say, I don't think we'll avoid relegation, sadly. Well, I hope you do. I hope you do. I hope I, you do. I, the Premier League needs teams like Leeds in it, to be fair. Yeah. Um, but look, if Everton get relegated, Philip, and this brings FFP into it, Everton then are are, are in up the, up the creek without a paddle. Well, Ever- Everton what? will have the best new ground in the conference if they get relegated. You know? yeah, yeah, that's true. I again, I, I don't want to see either Leeds or Everton go down, especially Everton. No. Everton are nice, and I don't think Everton will go down. They, they got a great win yeah. the other night against Brighton. I think the teams that will go down are going to be, mm. um, regardless of the win the other night, is Southampton, mm. uh, Leicester, and Forest. Mm. I, I think so. Um, Conum says they won't make those numbers. I wouldn't be surprised if games involving the English sides get boycotted by fans. Do you think we'll, mm. we'll see another boycott again for the ball? Do you think it's? Oh, I don't think so. I don't think so. Like, I mean, you know, you know what European likes yeah. club is a bit there. Yeah. We might say we're going to boycott it and this, that, and the other, all sorts of, uh, you know, bluff. But when it comes mm. to the night, we'll all buy our tickets and we'll all go to the matches. Mm. You know, you very rarely see a Champions League match with any empty seats. I can see the Irish contingent going over for another Tottenham European night next season. Oh yeah, sure. We'll we'll go along like sheep, you know. Yeah, we will. Mind you, sheep will play better than the crowd that we went to see the last time. Oh, don't, yeah, don't talk, don't talk about AC Milan. I've still got, still got, I'm still getting glitches from that. Big up, um, my heart hotspot. He says, big up my homies. Big up there, Leo. Is it Leo? Yeah, yeah, it is Leo. Big up Leo. Big up sir. Um, I shall not say anything in regard to Yeah, they might oh, good, say something you. you regret, Colin. Yeah, but Colin pits a point. This, but this isn't European nights. It's just a wolf wrapped in sheep's clothing. Look, this brings me on to another point, Philip. We had all this debacle about the Europa League. We had this all the debacle about, I mean, the Super League. All this debacle now with the new Champions League, how it's going to be formatted with groups and everything with leagues and everything. Where do you think football is going at the moment, Philip? Are are we heading, are we we sort of heading for destruction? We're heading for, like, look at it this way, right. Hmm. Football in the 60s and 70s, you had a a kind of a feeding station where teams Hmm. in the lower divisions would provide the higher division with players on a regular basis. You know, players would be transferred up a league or, you know, maybe Division 3 up to Division 2 and there on. The advent of all the foreign players coming into the side now has left it very, very difficult for young players in lower leagues to make it up to the next level, right? And Tottenham is no, no, is no different. We, how many players have come through from our academy in the last few years? Very, very few. So what's happening here is people are going to be attracted to the big games. Like if you put like this, say you're living up in Newcastle, right? And Newcastle are playing Juventus in the Champions League, right? And 20 miles down the road, Accrington Stanley are playing Scunthorpe United in Division mm. 2. Which game are you going to go to? Newcastle, Juventus. Exactly. exactly. Or you're going to stay at home and watch it on TV. Right? Which means the lower teams are going to suffer and lose their income. Yeah. So that's my right. worry on it. You know, the, the, yeah. the lower teams are going to suffer on this by, by default. Right. Not, 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 it's not their fault at all. Mm. Now, it, Ellie said, if we make Champions League qualifications, which can happen, by the way, and there is, I will go into how we can do it by finishing fifth. Next season, Baron Arsenal winning it next season. I suspect we might be seeded higher than them based on performances in the league 
and Champions League. Yeah. We'll wait and I, see I think it, it's only based on what they've done in Europe, Ellie. I think that's what they've did. I don't think they're basing it on the league. But I we've done better in Europe in the last five, six years than Arsenal. Oh, yeah, we Much have. Better, yeah. You know? yeah. But now we can still qualify for next season's Champions League, Philip. Do you want to take people but, through what the random, how that might work? But we can't do it, but the fifth does not come in for next season. No, it the fifth, can. The fifth doesn't it work this Philip. season. It can. Well, I, I, I disagree. I don't know, Joe. And my yeah, reading right. on it is that if, if next Man season City, is going to be the fifth. Hang on. If, oh, the, yeah, this, this permutation. Yeah, yeah I still yeah, don't think that's going to work either, but go on anyway. No. Right. If Man City win the Champions League, that clears up an extra you an extra place in Europe in the Champions League, yeah. which means the team that finishes fifth qualify for the Champions League. But it means Man City winning the Champions League, which I think is highly unlikely, but who knows? I think if any team can beat Real Madrid, I think it's Man City, to be fair. Um, but Ali does make a good point, Philip. We, you, are we sort of gone down the route of legacy, of that word legacy teams and legacy fans and legacy this and legacy that? That is... It's like becoming an American type competition where the words of like a legacy and the words of, you know, you're rewarded right. for what you've done in the past. Surely you should be rewarded what you've done now. Surely the past shouldn't come into it. Well, well certain things you have to, it, sh it, shouldn't be gone, it shouldn't go too far back. It should be no. worked out in the previous season, maybe. You know, I think that's going to come in now. I don't think they're going to rely as much on the, on the previous history and under this new regime, which is not a bad thing, actually. Uh, so I think, we'll, but again, we'll have to wait and see if all this pans out in plain English. At the minute, there's lots of high statements coming out that are very hard to decipher and are open to interpretation. Mm. We need clarification on some of these things, and then we can discuss it in yeah. you know more detail. Um, Colm says the Champions League, despite the name, isn't a league; it's a tournament. This is a way. This new way is a league. It's a super league with a different name slapped on front of it. Do you know? I fully agree with them. I, I actually yeah. really do. I, I can think. I can I just clarify something there, Dermot? You're yeah, saying about the, the fifth. The fifth place in your in does not automatically go to an English club. What it does, I'll just read exactly what's here on on the paper the other day. It says, unfortunately for the likes of Newcastle, Manchester United, and Liverpool. However, this does not mean this is a city win the European yeah. Cup, right? This does not mean that their original place is passed down to the team that finishes fifth. Instead, the spare qualification spot is transferred to the winners of the highest-ranked national league in the UEFA coefficient without an automatic group stage qualifying spot. This means that the winners of the Ukrainian league are the current leaders who will get the place in the Champions League. So it's not definitely down. It may well be a premiership club, mm. but it's not cast in stone that it will be, you know. That's the way I read it, but yeah, I, well, I'm I just saying it would be, be gas if a Ukrainian team got in ahead of it, you know. Yeah, it, just, it literally says, I'm just gonna read it here now again. Um, because if that was the case, I'd be saying, Jesus, Tottenham have a chance of coming fifth, they might still get it, mm. you know, but no, I don't think so. Um, I'll just read this again mm. now. It's it is very confusing, though. Jesus, it is very yeah. hard to, to figure it out. Mm. No, I'm just saying, yeah. mm, I'll just read this again here now. 
That's gone. It's gone off my screen. Yeah. Anyway, we'll see what happens at the end of the season. Yeah, we got to be awful though if we did finish fifth and Shakhtar the Nets got the place instead of us, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, it will. Ellie says here, Man City have lost, have not lost a home match in the Champions League. Based on that, they should beat Real Madrid, and that's something. Yeah, they should do. They should do. Fair. Yeah, they should. Yeah. But I mean, they should have beat them the other night. They're much the better team. Yeah. Um, Ed M, big up Ed M. Don't think I've seen you in here before, but thank you for coming in. And he said, there are far too many professional clubs in England. A lot of teams at lower level should be semi-professional um, and League 1, 2 and 3 restructured to regional divisions. It's unsustainable. It's un unsustainable yeah. the way these clubs are run. Yeah. That's Philip, a good does, point. He make, does he make he a very good point? Excellent point. And this is what I've been trying to say earlier on about Christian Stanley and Scunthorpe. How can they survive when they're getting 2,000 people coming through the turnstiles? Now, there was a fellow on Twitter recently there's a, I haven't seen it come up in the last couple of weeks. What he was doing was he somehow got hold of the wage bills for some of the lower league teams, right? And I saw some of the wages in some of the players in Division 2 are only earning three and 400 quid a week. Mm. And I say the top earner in the Division 2 side is about two or three grand a week. Mm. So that even that is unsustainable on the gates mm. that these people are getting, unless some of the money at the top is filtered down to the lower league clubs. Mm. Then maybe we've got a sustainable, um, a sustainable uh, package. But mm. he makes a very good point there, and I think a lot of teams will be going semi-professional, uh, like like it's here in Ireland, really. In a way, although a lot of players are, are professional, but they're not earning big money. And uh, like the fact that Wigan haven't been paid again this month for their salaries—that says it all. You know, that says it all, really. You know, it does. It does. Well, bigger. That's a great talking point. Excellent I, point, that actually. Yeah, very is. good point, Ed. And big up. Um, we've got Colin here saying, Philip, it's the Europa League spot that's opened up. I believe. Yeah, I think I got it a bit mixed up. I think you're right, Colin. I believe for United winning the the League Cup, the top four, and the FA Cup final, yeah, it yeah. does. Yeah, I got that wrong. Now, Philip, look. At present, if I'm right, it takes 13 games. To reach a Champions League final, right from start. To That's finish. from the group stage. The group That's stage. That's from the group stage, yeah. and then if you have to go through the qualifying stage, you add another three onto that. So you could say sixteen at the most, but thirteen is from group stage to final. With this new proposal coming in from UEFA, start the 24-25 season. With there be seventeen games now to reach a final. Is player welfare being being taken into account not really now the only thing the only way around this would be that maybe uh some of the other competitions mm. you know might, okay they might you might have teams that, that are in the um from the championship the premiership they're in the champions league yeah. right might drop out of the carabao cup mm. because to keep down the number of games because if you work it out there's 38 games in the regular season right there's maybe uh, another four or five games in the Carabao Cup. There's 13 matches in the Champions League, and then you've got the FA Cup. Um, you're talking almost 60 games a season. 60 games in nine months. I mean, we saw how many games some of the teams played in April. Some teams played eight matches in April. This is ridiculous. And again, it brought back because of the World Cup being thrown in in, in November and December. So no, I don't think uh, player welfare. They might say, "Oh, we were very, very, you know, conscious of our player welfare." They're not really. They're conscious of the money they can make, and uh, player player welfare is well down the list. As far as I can see, can can teams though they can play a second team though, can't they? Can play the youth players. Oh, they could, yeah, and that's probably what will happen. I mean, they probably mightn't drop. But remember, Manchester United dropped out of the FA Cup 
to play a World Cup uh, quali- a World Club thing back in 2001, maybe. Oh, to my in, mind, the, F- the FA Cup has never been the same since that happened. No. Back in 1990,000, they went to Brazil. Yeah, to maybe play that's what it was, Cup. yeah. But the FA Cup, now, that, that gave the lead for up to that. Every team mm. played the strongest team ever in the World Cup. And you look on the World FA Cup, and you yeah. look forward to FA Cup games. Nowadays, mm-hmm. you barely watch it, you know? Yeah, look, look for me, I think it's too many games. 17 games to reach a final, Philip, is ridiculous. It is, it is, it is. It is. And Absolutely. play and especially they've got 38 league games in the league. They've got the 17 then, they've got all the Champions League games. Well, well over yeah. 60 matches, well over 60. Yeah. Plus the internationals. Yes. Plus yeah. then whatever yeah. friendlies or whatever they do. And then at the end of that, next season, I think there's the European Championships. That's right. And then you've got the African Nations Cup. We, we're going yeah. to lose players through that. And the one that Song keeps going off to over in Asia, you know? So mm. it's, uh, no, it's not really, it's not really. No. Mind you, the players' agents will probably use this as an excuse to wheedle more money out of the clubs. Oh, probably, yeah. You know? Yeah. More well, appearance look, money. Look, Philip, we're, we're going to end up now because we always try to keep these down to an hour, these podcasts. Just on the last bit, last sort of question I've got here, Philip, for us to discuss and for people in the chat. And if you are enjoying this, please let us know in the comments um, what it, what where you want us to go next, what our next podcast, what you like us to talk about. Would it be about Tottenham, Europe? Do you want us to talk about anything to do with football? These podcasts are for everything and anything to do with football. So, and we're looking to bring, we're going to try to bring some more guests on as well to just change it up a little bit. Philip, now that the top five are getting, well, it looks like the top five are getting the Champions League from next season. 24, 25, anyway. Now, Daniel Levy's sort of remit is top four. That's it. I'm happy with that. Do you think he now would sit back and think, well, look, we can just get top five. I'm happy with that. Well, if Champions League qualification is guaranteed for top five, it's not really a whole difference, you know. Mm. It's going to just mean the competition. Uh, the competition for the top mm. five or four. We've now it used to be the top six. Now you can add maybe one or two more clubs to that. Mm. You can add Newcastle to that anyway for one. Mm. You could possibly add Brighton to it for the way they played this season. So I don't think it'll change the mindset so much as that the qualification. At least you know you're going to qualify in yeah. fifth. You know, so I think I don't think it'll change too much. Uh, it's going to be the um, as I said, it's going to be the team. Is going to have to bear the brunt of the extra matches and uh, qualify for that fifth place. That's not going to be easy because, uh, as I said, someone someone on Talksport said during the week that Spurs are no longer part of the top six because of Newcastle, which is the greatest sort of balls I've ever heard. Newcastle have half a good season and suddenly they're, they're ahead of everybody. You know, I know. Newcastle. But, I mean, that's that's, that's Talksport for you. Yeah, but but I I will say that I've said it before, Philip. That. Newcastle could blow everyone out of the transfer window this summer. Of course they're good. They said Man City. They said Man City. Of course they're good. Yeah, yeah, of course they're good. So, um, Colm says, I will not back it. That degrees the value of the English clubs. They are needed for wonderful matches we've seen in the past. Look, he makes a brilliant point. And Mm. you look at the English Cup competitions, Philip, they're there for the lower league sides, for the League One sides or the the League Two sides. Can you imagine? You go back in the days, you, you got... Tottenham against I don't know Leeds against Sunderland, right? Yeah, FA Sunderland Cup final seventy two. Yeah, yeah. Sunderland beat Leeds. Mm-hmm. You've got you go back to QPR second division side reached an FA Cup final against us in eighty two. Nearly beat us as well. Yeah, damn, nearly did beat us. 
you look at Coventry beat us in eighty seven cup final. Yeah, don't mention the war. I, I know, but I did, did just no Um did do you and, and look at Wrexham this year, look at Wrexham and the kick uh, kicking the ball away from getting to the semi final. Mm. You know? I look what Wrexham have done in the in the non league. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I watched mean, a non league side game there, Wrexham against Notts County there, Philip, a while back. It was a great game. Yeah. Oh, that's that's I, one of the games of the season. That was yeah. actually one of the games. I of the enjoyed season. that more than watching the Premier League team. Well, I mean, there's some Premier League matches this season. In fact, no, not some. A lot. Mm. Be more inter- interested to go and watch paint dry. Yeah. It really would. It really would. Because it, it's they just poor. You get the the occasional maybe once every couple of weeks is a good match, like the likes of uh, Man City versus Arsenal last week. You know the the, the games like that, mm. but there's a lot of dross in the Premiership. Mm. Really is. You're right. I mean, Colin says like Doncaster Rovers beating Man City, Villa, reaching the quarterfinals and hosting Arsenal at home. Yeah, yeah. That's what. Look back look, in 1988, Port Vale beat us in the FA Cup. Yeah. I mean, Imagine coming out coming after beating beaten by Coventry City in the first game back. Port mm. Vale, and we lose that one as well. <laughs> I, I, I know we have to go back to the start of the last century, but we were a non-league side and we won yeah. an FA Cup. And that will never be repeated. No. Never be repeated. Um, Mia's going boo-hoo to the new Champions League format. Yeah. Big up, Mia. Yeah. And she also says, great job, just been cooking and listening. Well, thank you very much, thank Mia. You, thank you. It's very, very kind of you to say. Look, Philip, where do you think... Uh, right. One question on this I've got for next season, and if if... You know, fifth is enough. Do you think that might change people how they buy in the transfer window? Where they're thinking, do you know what? We might leave it to January. If we're there or thereabouts, we can make a big push for the last part of the season. We're mm. spending big then. Do you think that might have a different mindset how people will buy in in the summer and the winter transfer windows? Mm, I don't think so. No, I think the January transfer window is always a bit of a lottery because the, a lot of the buys in January, not all of them. A lot of the buys in January are desperation buys for the very reason that you've given there, and the price goes up accordingly. Mm. So I think the best, most teams will do their best business in the period between the end of the season and the 31st of August. Uh, and I'm hoping that Tottenham do that this year because we don't want to go into next season having not replaced certain vital elements of the team and waiting for January to get them because by January we'll be so far behind it won't be worth it. Yeah. And before we end off on the breaking news, Philip, that we started the show with, um, this podcast was, and just let me bring it up again. I might as well, might as well talk about it now for a minute. There has been some. This is what I got. Um, there has been some weird developments as well this afternoon. There are counting, continuing talks with Julian Nagelsmann, but Brendan Rodgers has somehow put himself back in the fray for Spurs' job. But sources are telling me that they are fully expected him to be a manager of a Premier League side next year. Now we're hearing he wants the West Ham job, Philip. West Ham are in the semi-final of Europe tonight um, in the Conference League. Um, as much as we don't like West Ham, they are an English club in Europe. Um, would you like them to see win the the, 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 the Conference League? No. Sorry. I, I, I'm, I'm one of these... Maybe I'm sad, but I don't like to see any other English club doing well in Europe. I just don't. Uh, especially West Ham. But I think it's a bit disingenuous to Brendan Rodgers to say he wants the West Ham job when the manager yeah. is still in situ. Yeah. It's very, very bad form. I mean, the League Managers Association should be reprimanding him for that. Mm. You know, it's more just knocking on the door saying, but it says, David, where you go, I want your job. Yeah. 
You know, not fair. Not fair. He probably wants it before to get to a final, then he might, might win something else. Claim, him. claim the benefit for it. Yeah. 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 But yeah. look, Philip, we're going to end off now. Um, can you tell me your most favourite? It doesn't have to be Tottenham. Could be any European night you've seen over the years. I can oh. go back to one, probably 1977, the Champions, the European Cup final. Um, Liverpool. I, I forget who they were playing, but it was like the first ever cup European Cup final, and it was just Liverpool fans everywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, mm. that comes to mind. You got um Nottingham Forest winning it back to back. Um, you've got the great AC Milan sides of the 90s. Mm. Um, you got our night course in Ajax and then our final against Liverpool, which we were robbed. And I swear to God to this day that Liverpool had bribed the referee and the teams. Liverpool wow. did not bribe the officials, but that's another show. Still never a penalty. Yeah. Any, 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 any special European nights for you? Apart from My one, the one that I have a good few, but the one that I think is probably the most iconic Back when I was a kid, back in 1967, when Celtic became the first British club to win the European Cup, as it was then. I think that's one that sticks in my mind, because they were playing, I think it was Inter Milan. It was Inter or AC, I can never remember which one. And they were losing. Uh, but it was played in Lisbon. And they won the game. And I believe what, what makes me what sticks it in my mind is a story about the Celtic fans that went to that match. And back in 67, there wasn't a huge amount of uh, air travel, you know, so that would tried everything to get to Lisbon. And after the match, they went on such a rant on, the, on, on drinking, right, that the Portuguese police were getting them out of the country by any means they could, you know. So some lads arrived back in Glasgow about three days after the match. And where's my car? Oh, it's back in Lisbon. <laughs> That's the way it was. It was, it was incredible, absolutely incredible, oh, you know. So, um... Um, Mia says definitely don't want the Spanners to, to win the, them effing them F them blowers. Exactly. No, we don't. Exactly. We don't. We exactly. Don't. Start a new protest against the new Champions League format. No to no to the ruling rich. This Champions League we should ditch. For the poetry there. I, I, I think I think Ellie's becoming a bit of a bit of somebody protesting here. Is there is there a poet laureate job going in at the moment? Yeah, um, the sailor mm. team says Liverpool coming back from three 0 down to win on penalties against Milan. Mm, uh, no, I wanted Milan to win that night. No, I loved that. That was. I think for me, I remember the, the 1999. European Cup final. I was with a mate of mine who was a Man United fan. We we're in the pub yeah. watching it, yeah. and I said to him, "I said, I bet you any money. I said, there's this thing in the tail here. United are going to win this two one. Mm. I couldn't believe it when it happened. Yeah. I mean, and Colin agrees with you there as well. I think. Yeah. I, um. Yeah. I didn't go to work for two days. Let's put it that way. I was mm. that bad. Neither did anybody we in Manchester. Yeah. Uh, that's where we ended up. We actually got on the train that night, headed up to Manchester. <laughs> Mm, mm. two good days um, Bale's overhead kick against yeah, Liverpool that was good. That yeah. was good. Yeah. and Solskjaer yeah. has won it yet set up by Teddy Sheringham if mm. I don't remember um, Colum no way um, no way would you never have guessed that that was that <laughs> that was on your yeah and then um, the same team good evening Stuart and team hope you are all well yeah good evening Rob Philip that's it the end of another podcast I really enjoyed this one yeah, it's it was good. It was good. Do you think there's more bones to this to 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 like poke at to strip again in the summer? 
Yeah, there will be because I mean, as as the as the information becomes more clear and clar clarified, we can go yeah. again on this. Yeah, absolutely, definitely. Well, listen, thank you very much indeed for for joining us on this podcast. Thank you, everyone in the chat, for getting involved. If you are watching this on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Hit that notification bell for more content coming up, please, and grab your memberships on the way out. It does help the channel. And um, Philip, do you want to say um, anything? Anything else before we go? For say where they can find this podcast. No, no, I think that's it. That's it. We think we said it all there. Yeah, and then you can also this will be downloaded onto Spotify and Amazon Music in a short while. And of course, you can you can find the other podcast there from from episode eight onwards. So please let us know what you want us to talk about next on these podcasts. These are not purely Tottenham podcasts. These are these are football podcasts where we talk everything and anything about the world of football. Doesn't matter if it's England or the European game or even the national game, which we will be going to in the next podcast or so, because Philip, we've got the Gibraltar game coming up, the European mm -hmm. qualifiers. We've got then the Dutch then, and then we've got we've got like the England national sides. We've got other bits and pieces, the Women's World Cup as well. So we've got an international podcast coming. Whatever you do, please like and subscribe. We will be back tomorrow at one o'clock, or somebody will be back tomorrow at one o'clock with the Aston Villa Tottenham preview at one o'clock newsbeat. Thank you all for watching. Whatever you do, smash that like button like Romero. And saying that, Mia, I'm going to play the little video that you sent me and do this. <laughs>